Hello and welcome to the Body Acceptance Podcast. This podcast is for women who struggle to love and sometimes even like their bodies and who want to build a more loving relationship with themselves through experiencing more joy, pleasure, and confidence. Each week we'll cover topics ranging from body image, intuitive eating, self-love, and so much more. If you're ready to learn practical tips and tools for loving the skin you're in, then you're in the right place. Let's get to it. Hello, hello, and welcome to another episode of the Body Acceptance Podcast. I'm so glad you're here with me this week, whether you are a first-time listener or a repeat listener. I just want to say thank you so much, especially because after my book came out this weekend, so just in case you didn't know, the Body Acceptance book is officially available on Amazon. It's been available for pre-order for a few months now, but it is officially published and we got to celebrate this weekend, which was awesome. It is still only exclusively available on Amazon Kindle. It is not yet available in print. Uh, You don't have to have a Kindle to purchase or to read. You can just download the Kindle app. And the reason that I didn't want to make it available in print yet is that's an entirely different process. And if people weren't really interested in purchasing it in print, then I didn't want to go through that extra um, stuff. So I've had quite a few requests now to make it available in print. Some people are like, what? It's only available ebook. So I am working on that. I will keep you updated on how that's going and if and when that's going to happen. It probably will happen. The matter of when is to be determined. But um, yeah, it just made me so grateful for everybody that supports me um, celebrating the book launch this weekend. And so I got together with a few of my friends, a few of my like immediate soul sister, good friends that I've made since we've gotten to Japan. Um, Randy and Alicia and I have just clicked and our husbands also click, which is very rare to find. So I'm just so grateful for them. And I you know, told them that, um, like we, so our apartment building had a power outage on Saturday all day long. So I asked Alicia if we could come over and bring our cat Orca and just hang out for the day. And I was like, and while I'm there, like, let's invite Randy over and just, you know, pop open a bottle of champagne and just celebrate. Like, doesn't need to be anything big. I just kind of want to do something And so I show up on Saturday and we're all dressed up because I told them I wanted to take pictures and um, Randy shows up and she starts making this beautiful spread, this like charcuterie board. She's amazing at those, all these amazing cheeses and my favorite dip she brought and, and that already I was like, okay, like this is amazing. Y'all are already doing the most and then we're drinking champagne and uh, Randy's like, here, we have a little gift for you. And so it looks like it's like, you know, the shape of a frame. And I'm thinking like, oh, um, I mean, I have no idea. I, I, first of all, I'm not good at gift giving or being thoughtful. So I had no idea what this was. I honestly didn't even know that it was like a gift and it was for me. I'm like that oblivious. So, 
So Randy hands it to me and um, they're like, okay, like, uh, go ahead and open it. And I'm still thinking like, I have no idea what this is. Um, and I'm in shock because we just had it announced. Like my, basically the book had just become live on Kindle and I had opened it up my, uh, my Kindle app and saw it in there. And they were like, how do you feel? Congratulations. And like, I was just in shock. Like, I don't know. It felt so weird, but also like so exciting. And so I was kind of already in that state. And then I open this and they're all like recording me. First, Alicia recorded me opening my bottle of champagne and that was really fun. And um, and then they're like, yeah, open this gift and they're still recording. And so I'm like, gosh, I hope it's something that like I like so that I don't have to fake a reaction or anything. So I start opening it and I see this like gold frame and I'm like, I'm like, oh, cool. It's probably like, I don't know, something for my office. I still have no idea. And I start pulling the wrapping or the um, cover down even further and see that it's the cover of my book, of the body acceptance book. And even just talking about it right now, I want to tear up because I, I don't even know how to describe how I felt in that moment. Like, it seems like a simple gesture, but what that meant to me, I think was more than anything. Um, and so I started crying. They got me on camera, probably an ugly cry, <laughs> but I just was so overwhelmed with just gratitude and just the fact that somebody, uh, like I had, I have friends that would realize like that they already know me so well that they can already tell how important something like this would be. It felt like opening up a framed like degree or something, you know, something that you've worked really hard for that you want to proudly display. It was such a, I think, pivotal moment in my business because, you know, if you've been with me for a while, I've kind of been at this for like five years or so. And, but it was finally this year that I went full time and had clarity on I'm sticking with the body acceptance brand. I'm not going to branch out and coach around like mindset and other things like I did, which mindset is included in body acceptance, of course. But I was nervous to really like anchor down into body acceptance because I didn't know how people would receive it. And so the fact that I did that and then I decided I'm going to write and I'm going to self-publish a book I honestly didn't think anyone would care. And so the fact that I'm receiving this level of support just means so much. And like I said, like my podcast is another thing that I value so much. And if you listen, you know, maybe you can feel the passion come through each week, but I don't get paid to podcast. I do it because I genuinely love it. Maybe in the future, it's something I can monetize. But as of right now, it's more of a passion project that is included in my business. And so I hope you know how much it means to me when somebody reaches out, when, you know, say you've reached out and you tell me like, hey, I really love your podcast or I learned this from your podcast or your podcast is really getting me to think and I'm starting to improve the way that I'm treating my body or I shared your podcast with a friend or you send me a screenshot to show me it's like the number one podcast you've listened to this year anything like that like that is the currency that you can offer for listening to this podcast if you love it is sharing it leaving me a five-star review on iTunes so that more people can find the show 
um, telling me how you feel or what you've learned. All of that just means so much to me. So I just want to say thank you for everyone that's been supportive in any way throughout my journey. Like I said, you don't have to invest. You don't have to spend money. If you just believe in me and you encourage me, that is enough for me as well. Because I fully trust that when you know people share the message, it's going to reach the right people. And I believe that the money will be a byproduct and is a byproduct of what I do. It's not what I need to focus on. What I need to focus on is the mission that I believe in, which is teaching you ladies, or I have some men that actually um, listen and, and want to see what I have to say on social media and things like that. But it's all about empowering you to accept the body that you're in right now so that you can begin to practice self-love and to treat yourself with a level of care and respect that you may not have up to this point. When that happens, it begins to transform your life. It begins to transform your relationships. You start to realize your worth and it expands and it changes you. And I've learned how much, and I've obviously witnessed how much it's changed me in my life. And that's why I feel so passionate because I do feel that if I didn't do this work and if no one had guided me through the process, then I may still have been stuck in that cycle of not only body loathing, but like self-loathing and feeling like I wasn't good enough and worthy of the types of friendships where, you know, somebody knows, cares so much that they frame your book cover. Like five years ago, I didn't think I was worthy of that kind of friendship. Um, I wouldn't have pursued my passions or even the things that I enjoyed doing. I wouldn't have, um, seeked out pleasure the way that I do now because I didn't feel that I was worthy of all those things. And I felt like the only way that I would become worthy of those things is if I had changed my body. And now I know that's not the case. And the more that I dive into body acceptance, the more I accept even the body, uh, like obviously I accept the body that I'm, in, that I'm in, but I'm diving even deeper now to the point where I'm feeling more comfortable just showing up and not feeling the need to hide anymore. So, you know, I know I always say that body acceptance isn't about liking how you look. It's not a requirement, but it's definitely somewhere that you can get as you progress your way through or maybe even early on. Everyone goes at it on a, at a different pace and it's your journey. And that's so empowering that you get to decide how you want to go about it and I'm just here to offer you little snippets and guidance here and there and to encourage you and tell you constantly that you're worthy until you believe me. So anyway, just wanted to start with that intro. I was this week going to talk about how to cope with an unsupportive partner uh, when it comes to weight gain, like say you're in a romantic relationship with maybe someone that's more judgmental about bodies or you fear what they might think. I was going to go into depth with that this week, but I'm really not feeling great and I want to be able to give that topic the justice that it deserves. So I want to wait until I feel prepared because that's a really heavy one. And, um, yeah, and I don't know that I can really think my way through that this week. So I actually just wanted to talk about kind of more of what I'm going through right now, today and this weekend, um, 
and talk about how I cope with and continue to show up even when I'm not feeling great. So let's start with me explaining what I mean when I say I'm not feeling great. So I, I have really irregular periods and I have imbalanced hormones and it's been like that since really I started my period when I was like 13. I've never known what it's really, what it's like to have regular cycles and, um, you know, and in the past it's just, it's just now becoming more mainstream and common to understand, you know, more of these hormonal imbalances. I recently had a doctor tell me that she suspects that I have PCOS, but before I left for Japan, we hadn't gotten around to testing it and healthcare is a lot more complicated over here and a lot more limited overseas. So for now, I've actually just, you know, found online sources uh, like menstrual coaches and I found a dietitian. I think it's like food peace dietitian or something that helps guide it, uh, guide people who have PCOS in a non-diet, uh, you know, taking a non-diet approach. So I've done that, learned, you know, some supplements to help, um, ways to manage my stress and, and just to manage irregular cycles in general. I've tried a lot of things over the years to regulate my cycle and so far nothing has worked and anything uh, I've been told by a lot of online coaches that like you have to completely overhaul your diet and change your lifestyle completely. So I guess there are ways just like diet industry tells you that like if you do something perfectly then you should be able to fix it but that's not even a guarantee. And so what I learned along the way is it was making me crazy around food again and that, and it led me into this like blaming cycle where I started to blame myself for everything that was going wrong with my body. And so these days my focus is really just on nurturing myself and trying to, um, just to honor my different energy levels and moods throughout my cycle and, um, take supplements like natural things that make me feel better and more stable than I did before. So I've come a long way, but you know, the cycles still aren't perfect. And maybe in the future, I can actually work closely with a doctor to help correct that. But for now, it's something that I still go through uh, a lot. And I would say monthly, but um, like I said, my cycles are very unpredictable. I also suspect that I have PMDD. I forget exactly what it stands for, uh, premenstrual, is it depressive disorder or something? Anyway, this is another thing I've gone through for my entire life is that, or, you know, since I got a period is that right before my period starts and sometimes this can be, well, I guess I say right before, but again, it's unpredictable when my period will come on. So sometimes I'll go through a month of this where I go into like this depressive mode where all of a sudden, like everything can be seemingly fine in my life, but I will go into a deep depression and kind of want to burn my relationship down and the whole business down. And uh, I will sometimes um, trigger warning. So you can pause or skip over this if you don't want to hear this. Um, But sometimes I'll start to have suicidal thoughts and It's crazy because in the past, I knew I didn't know what was going on, so I didn't know how to deal with it. 
And in those times, I would feel that I was going to be caught in, in this depression until like who knows when that I was just going to be stuck there. And now I can tell myself, like I recognize, okay, these thoughts that you're having aren't, um, they're not true. It's just your mind. It's just a chemical imbalance. It's your mind telling you stories. You don't have to believe the stories that your mind tells you. So I've gotten good at that part. Where it gets tricky is that I, if you've ever experienced depression, then you, um, you might understand how debilitating it can be. Like you just feel exhausted. You don't have an interest in many things, if anything at all. It's just, it's like a feat to just get out of bed and do the basics every day. And I have been great or grateful enough. I've been blessed enough in this past cycle. I've had a good, I'd say at least like month and a half of just feeling great. And that's been awesome. But um, started to feel the dark cloud kind of looming over. And then this morning, I'm really, really feeling it. And it's a Tuesday over here. When you're listening to this, it'll be, well, Friday or Saturday, depending on where you're at, or maybe even another day, who knows what country you're in. But anyway, um, yeah, I'm starting to really feel it. And it's so funny because each time that I know that this is coming on, like throughout each cycle, I try and prepare myself the best that I can for these moments and I'll mentally like hype myself up and say, you know, like, here's what I'm going to do. I'm going to still show up and do everything anyway and just go through the motions. And I'm going to like almost force myself to still be who I am at every other part of my cycle. And then I get here and I remember how hard it actually is to do that and how it, it just reminds me of the times where I've fought so hard against my nature and it just, it ends up backfiring. And I feel like it could almost make things worse if I try and do exactly what I do at every other phase of my cycle. So you can, re- you can, if you can relate to this, maybe you struggle with PMDD or severe PMS or anything. If you get anxiety, if you have depression, um, or, you know, you experience something similar where it becomes difficult for you to just show up for everyday life every once in a while. That's why I'm recording this episode, just to tell you more about how I've been getting through it lately and hopefully give you some ideas of how you can still show up anyway. So I want to start by saying, like like, like I was just saying a few minutes ago, that like I will try... Ideally, yes, I want to be able to show up at 100% or even 95% all the time, but that's just not realistic and that's not how it works. And even nature, it has its down times too. And so what I first want to say is that it's important to recognize that you will not be able to show up at 100% percent all the time. You can show up at your version of 100% or 90%, but just recognize that that's going to fluctuate over time. And so if 
you find yourself in one of these head spaces where it's really hard to show up and you don't want to show up, give yourself some grace. Recognize that you are not operating at the same capacity that you normally are. You're kind of at, you know, your tank is like half full or three quarters or maybe even a quarter. I feel like my tank is about at 30% right now. And so that means that wherever your tank is at, how you're showing up is going to change. Yes, there are times where I feel like my tank is almost all the way full or, you know, 90% full. And those are the times where I can really show up fully and I can, I'm like super creative when I'm like blogging and podcasting and creating content for you. And then outside of that, I'm doing all of the habits that I love doing, like practicing my guitar every day. Right now I'm stretching every day to learn the splits, showing up to the gym, reading, journaling, meditating. There's like this whole list of daily habits that I have that I include in my routine uh, during the times where I feel like normal, which like I said, I know the difference. I had to practice to learn the difference. It took a while for me to like experiment and and detect like whether or not I'm just making an excuse or when I really do feel burnt out or exhausted or in need of a break. So I um I recognize the difference in between like when I can operate at my normal capacity and follow through with my regular routine. And now here, when I find myself in this place, I probably right now have more clarity than I ever have about how I want to handle, you know, this, not just clarity on like what I need to do, but also the mindset that I need to have. And the mindset that I need to have is that I, again, am operating at a different level right now and that's okay. It's not going to last forever. And it helps me appreciate those times where I am feeling, you know, creative and inspired and energized and social. That way I, I know that like just if I have a down week or two down weeks, it's okay for me to take that time. It's okay for me to step away and I've built friendships where my friends can understand when I say to them, hey, can we reschedule because I'm not... I'm just not feeling it this week because I'm not that way all the time. And they recognize that. And I recognize that. So when I'm on and I feel that I have the capacity to be on, I'm really on. And that makes up for, you know, the times when I can't show up. But again, in a perfectionist driven society, it's so hard to determine like what on looks like for you because my version of like being really on probably doesn't look like um, maybe what other people's ver- idea of that looks like. Say, you know, you think you're really on, you're working like 60 hours a week. No, I always have, I've created a life where I have such a good work-life balance that I am never working like 60 hours a week or it's not about outward achievements what I mean about being honest, like I'm really present and in tune and paying attention to the pleasures of life and reveling in all that life has to offer 
And that leaves me inspired and creative and energized. And so like, I guess you could say just really in the flow. Right now, I feel very um, tired. Maybe you can hear it in my voice. I feel very almost detached. I have a lot of um, like, I like almost kind of brain fog. And again, I recognize that's like hormones and I just don't feel, the world just doesn't feel bright right now. And I honestly just want to lay on my couch and take a nap. And so even recognizing like the learning to get used to seeing like what are the physical differences, like what are the signs? Because if you do try and push through all the time, you're likely going to end up in burnout. And when you allow yourself to go all the way to the phase of burnout, that's when there's a problem because once you're burnt out, it takes a long time to recover. But if you catch it ahead of time and you have awareness and you recognize, okay, I'm not feeling my greatest, how can I back off in a way that honors me and continues to honor my responsibilities and you know the people around me? And so again, you're going to have to figure out what that looks like in your life. It's looked different in different phases of my life because you know, I when I started this business, I was still working full time. So I, you know, worked Monday through or actually Tuesday through Saturday and got home and worked on the business and even during then I was, you know, a new stepmom and still worked out, had my regular workout routine. So I was up at like 4 every morning. I had really long days. And so being at this place when I had a lot of responsibilities was extra hard and I had to be extra intentional. And then from there, when I quit my job, I started school full time, which actually took even more time than I thought it would. So I was even then like working on school like 60 plus hours a week and then running my business and then doing all those other things. And that's why I've been over the years working toward a life that feels good to me and a workflow that feels right for me so that I can honor this, um, you know, these ebbs and flows that I go through. And I think that's a major reason why I've wanted to be an entrepreneur is that I've always felt like different and I just felt like, you know, maybe I didn't fit into the corporate workplace or the standard like show up Monday through Friday, this time to this time, because I not only experienced migraines, but, you know, I experienced depression from time to time. And it's really hard to function in a society that tells you that you should be on 100% of the time. So now being a business owner, I have to figure out how it's almost harder sometimes about like figuring how I can still like show up for my business, but not like completely go into this mode where like I'm showing up, I'm showing up and then I disappear on everybody and I ghost everybody for like who knows how long. I actually operated in that place for quite a while and I think I'm trying, I'm starting to finally find some consistency in my business and that's part of my success. And so one thing I've done, and I actually did this not only when I started working for myself, but I did this years ago, I started doing this years ago, is just determine like what are your absolute non-negotiable must-dos. And so say like when it comes to work, obviously if you work at a corporate office or you have a commitment to be somewhere, 
then you show up still. Um, you show up and even when I did work a nine to five, I was a supervisor and, you know, a lot of time and, and a lot, in a lot of offices, I know that you have like a monthly workload and it's up to you to determine how and when that work gets done, as long as it's done by the end of the month. So thankfully that's how it was when I was a supervisor. And so on the weeks when I felt like this, I would focus more on the admin work. So, you know, ways that I could be by myself versus interacting with my team as much. And when I'm feeling like this, I am a lot better with admin work. So, um, so that's one example. Outside of work, I, the, I do the bare minimum during this time in like friendships. So I'm not scheduling big like first time friend lunches or I determine from day to day, like if I have a social commitment, if I'm, you know, if I really, I usually for those things uh, still show up. But like I said, I let my friends know. I give myself and my friends permission to not be feeling amazing 100% of the time. So I will still show up. And sometimes it's really actually good for me to show up. But I'm not expecting myself to be like, oh, like super social all the time and and super bubbly and positive. I can have honest conversations with my friends about what I'm going through as I go through it. As far as exercise goes, I find that I like to do more restorative things. I know that it's it's good for me and important for me to move my body. So that is a non-negotiable. How often per week that I do that changes, especially when I'm feeling this way, you know, Normally I am in the gym like four to five days a week, but maybe right now I won't even want to go to the gym and instead I want to do like restorative yoga at home or, you know, take my morning walks and that's good enough for me. So, you know, you can decide what level of movement feels good to you each day and don't just put like a blanket statement over, oh, I'm PMSing, so I have to eat Like whatever, I'm going to eat whatever I want and not even listen to my body for the next week and I'm not going to exercise at all. Stay in tune with your body and see what it is that your body is asking for. Um, Yeah, and as far as food goes, I find it especially easier to, um, I guess, like find pleasure in what I'm eating. So that's something I do like about this phase. Um... Let's see, what else, what else? Um, Self-talk, I just really monitor that. And again, just pay attention to the stories that I'm trying to tell myself and remind myself of, you know, what is, like, what is the truth here? And I do two more things. So one is that I really, like, tune in and I ask myself, uh, what do I need right now? Or like, what feels good? What feels pleasurable? I asked myself that this morning and I'm really feeling that I need some time to be by the water this week. So I'm going to schedule that in. I'm really in the mood to be with music, to be next to the water and to like, just read and kind of take things in and maybe not speak as much, but listen more this week other than the podcast. And so the, the two things I've determined that like, even for my business, I don't, I don't always have set hours. I mean, I do, I usually work between Monday and Wednesday or Monday and Thursday, um, from like nine to 10 AM to 2 PM. 
But like times right now is where I'll start to scale down. I'll say, uh, you know, like what, what do I absolutely need to accomplish this week and what can wait? So for me, that's, I always make sure I have a podcast episode out. That's why I'm recording this and now a newsletter out and anything that I do beyond that is a bonus, but I'm not requiring myself to like, there would be no point if I'm trying to write, say a blog post and I'm like, blah and not inspired, or I'm like showing up on social media because I feel like I have to, but I'm not really contributing anything important to the conversation. So I've learned that. And then as far as like my personal to do or daily habits, like I said, where I play guitar or practice my stretching and stuff, I also focus on what on that list is actually like going to make me feel good in this moment or like what it feels really important to me right now. And usually the things that stay on that list are like meditation or reading or just really like self-reflection and restorative and relaxing things. And beyond that, I recognize that I don't need to be doing certain things uh, all the time just to check a box, just to feel good about myself. I've built my daily routines and habits around how I want to feel. And they do make me feel good on a regular basis when I'm actually in when I have the capacity to perform them. I don't feel that I'm there right now, and so I'm completely fine with scaling back. And so that's kind of just the overall theme and message of this episode is just to recognize when you need to scale back and to understand why it's important that it's not going to lead you to burnout. You're, you know, trying to prevent that, and it's a form of really taking care of and honoring yourself. And that no one's at 100% or, like I said, 90% of the time. You're going to have your ebbs and flows and give yourself some grace and space. And recognize that you're not failing when you don't do what you think you should do 100% of the time. You're doing a great job. And as long as you're really listening to yourself and honoring your needs and you know, being able to nurture yourself when you are having, say, bad body image days or negative self-talk and things like that. You've developed the tools to move through it and to still be able to, I guess, feel good um, about yourself at the end of the the day, to go to bed feeling like you're enough or to move through the day just knowing that you're enough because you are showing up in the best way that you can all the time and the best and knowing that the best way your best is going to change over time so thank you so much for listening to this mini I wouldn't really call it a rant it's just more like a ramble (laughs) thank you for listening I hope that you've got something out of this and hopefully next week I will be ready to talk about dealing with an unsupportive partner when it comes to weight gain. Um, Yeah, I'm just hoping that if I just take care of myself for the next few days, I will feel better soon. Like I said, thank you so much for the support on the Body Acceptance book. If you want to check it out and get yourself a copy of that, you can go to thebodyacceptance.com and just click on the tab that says book and it'll take you right to the link or you can check the link in the show notes, or you can come connect with me on Instagram at Lauren M. Kendrick, and I will pass over the link to you. 
Thank you again, and I hope you have a wonderful weekend. I'll chat with you again next week. Bye. Thank you so much for listening to another episode of the Body Acceptance Podcast. Be sure you're subscribed wherever you listen so you don't miss when a new episode drops. If you love this podcast, I would so appreciate if you leave a review. The more positive reviews I have, the more this podcast can reach women like you who are in need of this message. Let's create a ripple effect and inspire more ladies to love themselves. And as always, feel free to share this episode with a friend or tag me on your Instagram stories at Lauren M. Kepler to let me know you're listening. Can't wait to chat with you again next week, but until then, remember that you're worthy and beautiful as you are right now.